Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson. My name is Mats Anderson. We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world. Are you an IP parent? Episode 11, Imperfect Parenting Podcast. 11, universal number. One and one, two. It is a strong time and number. So in dedication to this, our guest today is lovely Yana Perundevi Huberova, who likes to be called Yanni. And she is going to be doing grounded visualization meditations with all of us. So it's for parents, guardians, whoever it is that's taking care or participating in the growth of children. And also this week will be for children, uh, I would say younger ones, where we're going to do a connection meditation for us to ground in with our kids. Our lives are chaotic and intense, and this is meant to be for you. So a couple of shorter to medium longer meditations, both in Czech and English. So welcome, Jana. It's so great to have you today. Uh, I've been looking forward to this day, actually. I I actually tried to do um, some meditations and visualizations of my own around New Year's and the beginning of the year. And then when we had our our session the other day, I just thought, oh, no, Yana needs to do this. (laughs) Great. But before I get into Mm. too much into... Mm. into, uh, what brings you to to uh, these particular meditations that we're in, we're doing? Uh, I would love for you to tell our audience a little bit about you. Now, I I I met you many years ago. Mm. Uh, we were both teaching at the International School of Prague, mm. and uh, then we I remember having a chat with you and realizing that I had been to the ashram where you you know learned your yoga, where you mm. have a spiritual practice down mm. in. in uh, mm outer Czech Republic mm. and was surprised, delightfully surprised. And then, you know, we started to have an exchange and I got to actually experience your, your yoga and your visualizations. And, uh, as a mom, it really allowed me that space for myself. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I was suddenly realizing the other day, like other people need this mm-hmm. and our mm-hmm. kids need this too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Anyway, but please, let's get back to you, who mm. you are, and how you got to this place right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ariel, for having me. It's such a pleasure to to be part of uh, this project. And um, honestly, I, I just love to share this, uh, this knowledge and gift of of getting into better, better place, of uh, finding our own ways through the struggling days to well-being, mm. to to finding our center, um, because that has been my journey, journey ultimately. I've started to do yoga when I was 20, which is 19 years ago. Oh, that's, wow. That's, <laughs> That's uh, that's getting longer, <laughs> and uh, I started to do that because I was uh, trying to find my way out of anxieties mm-hmm. and uh, panic attacks, 
and I was uh, trying to improve my health uh, in general and that has become such a core part of uh, my everyday um, practice I started to to do uh, yoga in daily life practice on a daily basis and I became a yoga teacher I think 13 years ago uh, starting to teach yoga, meditations, pranayama breathing techniques, relaxation techniques to adults. And then in International School of Prague, uh, starting to working with kids as well, which was about five, six years ago, which brought me totally <laughs> new dimension of teaching yoga <laughs> because yeah. I was working, I started to work uh, with three years old, three, four years old kids. And um, how did you feel the differences between the, you know, the grown ups and the little people as far as the, the practice or the challenges? <laughs> it, it was not the same at all yeah. and it was a struggle for me at the beginning because I did not exactly know how to grasp that because I was so used to my my teaching uh, adults but I allow kids to show me their way mm -hmm. so I incorporated uh, the songs and the stories and the imaginations basically that were coming up to me through kids uh -huh. making it more fun rather than yeah, yeah yeah for sure like no explanation at all just just <laughs> do the game with yoga involved in that okay and uh, it started to be also fun for me uh and a and a kind of inspiration and nurturing me as well because i i saw how kids can enjoy yoga mm -hmm. in such an early stage and it evolved into working with uh, older kids till, I don't know, 10 years old, 9 years old. So, yes, this is, um, this is fun for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really cool. Actually, I remember having, I have friends whose kids have been doing yoga a long time uh, in California. And even growing up in the 70s in Northern California, everybody was doing yoga, it seemed, at one point or another. So you saw it around. But I, I, as a parent, didn't know at what age it really starts to be interesting for them or they want to connect to it until you came when Ella was, you know, still really small. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how much kind of got in until you would be gone. In the moment, sometimes she was grumbling, she wanted my attention. Sometimes she had to interact, but it was more like she wanted to breastfeed while I was doing downward dog or something. <laughs> she still has that connection with downward dog, unfortunately, <laughs> like now almost three. It's funny. But um, I was pleasantly surprised that she really immediately really looked forward to it. So you would go, and then a couple of days later, Ella would suddenly be pulling out. As soon as she could walk, she was the one pulling out the yoga mats and be like, mm. you know, let's do this. Mm. And now, mm. even before this time that you came, she was, she 
likes it when we do. She she says yoga, but I can't tell if she's saying Lola, which is a cartoon she likes, or yoga or yogurt. But it's, <laughs> uh, but the maths make it quite quite clear. But, was, uh, but she loves it, and she actually I look at her and I think, oh well, now I feel bad because you've done it for three seconds, and you know she's like you, she can put the leg way up there and the arm way there, and she's like, no, mom, higher. You know, she says to me, it's quite funny. But after you did the last uh, meditation and uh, yoga session with me, the one that inspired this podcast, actually, mm-hmm. uh, from the day that you left, morning and evening, Ella wanted to do yoga and meditation. Oh, wow. And I opened my eyes. I peeked, I admit it, because I was curious. I was curious what she was doing. So she said, mm-hmm. she went, she asked me to lie. She pulled out the mats. She lined them up together. Oh, wow. She asked me to lie down on the mat. She wanted to be you. She wanted to be the one instructing and guiding. So she was doing this whole guided meditation. She walked around me first. Now, I have no idea what you were doing, but she was doing something that seemed a bit like um, doing like a chakra cleanse. She was taking her (laughs) hands. She was walking around me in a circle and she was like brushing away something. I don't know. And then she'd say, Buddha in you, Buddha on you. And (laughs) something, she went through this whole process and, you know, then she'd do namaste and talk about the energy Mm. of the people. And Mm, so she, it's not as long as yours because her attention span is shorter, Mm. but it was really important. And I found Mm. that she felt also it was something we needed to do at the beginning and the Mm. end of each day. Mm. And she's done it every day since. Oh, that's amazing. So, you know, she pulls out the yoga mats and, you know, and it's been a part of her daily Mm. ritual now. Mm. So I just have to ask you, were you doing something with your hands also when we were when my eyes were closed, or when I was, was this her perception of some other when idea? I was guiding you? I was using my hands. Okay. I was kind of like with breathing. I used my hands ah, to hands go up, up and okay. down, and she was taking these pictures. <laughs> I haven't even looked at those pictures actually. Of, That's funny. Of you and me. And yes, I was working with the hands, okay, so she cool. she took it, and um, this is, I mean, amazing result that uh, she takes this and and she finds it interesting enough yeah. to to start to do that, and that's that's a huge proof that uh, when we have these healthy patterns and healthy rituals, mm-hmm. that kids take it as an example absolutely and to and and we uh grow or plant the seed for their life yes to have these rituals even though they forget might forget them along the way but they they sometime come to that or it's certain part of their life they come to these rituals yes, back yes. again because they've got a body memory and and um uh, emotional memory, how it feels doing that, yeah. or that mommy is relaxing, and because a child and mom are connected through the solar plexus, the tummy area, and Manipur chakra, that's the place where they have this kind, of, they you know the the, th- the part that you the, the umbilical cord, yes, umbilical exactly. cord, yeah, that yeah. comes from from the belly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when when kid or child see its mommy lying down or practicing yoga, they start to connect to that, and when mommy feels relaxed or daddy feels relaxed, 
they start to relax as well. Exactly. So maybe they they tend to go to these feelings because they they won't feel more pleasant. Absolutely, and and, and they it's scientifically proven that you know in the first some say three, some say six years, the kids are just sponges without creating any filters of. I should take this in or not take that. They just take everything in quite strongly right. during that period. Right. And it's actually part of the reason why, you know, in the in the end, uh, I'm at peace for the most part of her being home hmm. a lot because unless I found somebody who really aligned with a hmm. lot of the mindfulness, all of that, hmm. it seems so important to be around or or at least find some group that has similar core values because that's the foundation for their whole life yeah for sure and uh yeah. and i agree with what you're saying that it's so important because no matter what we're saying to them it's what we're doing it's you know do as i say not as i do well kids are always looking at what we're doing mm. and mm. so if we're not taking care of ourselves but we're telling them to mm. eh, yeah okay mm-hmm. but it's and i and we were talking before that it, it gets um it's easy to get wrapped up in the chaos mm. of the day, but if we can give the biggest gift I think that we can give our kids is to give them the tools for their life for balance mm. and peace and centeredness. We were talking before, I think, as well, or I was maybe just thinking in my head about how we can, uh, how important it is to be able to create peace or balance for yourself anywhere you are. Mm. Whether you were saying in the meditation, you know, you're at work or, mm. you know, you're with your kids or you're traveling, whatever it might be, to be able to come back to that place, that place within ourselves. My mm. mom always said, you know, I traveled a lot. And she'd say, yeah, but you take yourself everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. So you want to be able mm. to work with that, mm. that being uh, as much as possible. So if we can teach our kids, it's important to take time for yourself. Mm. It's important to come find that peace place and to move your body to mm. get centering. Mm. I think it's an incredible gift. So um, sure. I'm really thankful that you're here today. And that was part of what inspired the conversation between us about mm. what about doing something for kids. So um, I'm really excited Me to too. have uh, mm. have some of you out there experiment and see mm. how it goes. You can do it with them and you know see how it evolves over time that they yeah. get that gift of that peace place because it seems that kids have way too much on their plates these days like we do mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. what an incredible thing so I totally yeah. agree and uh, at the same time I think that's that the kids are they, they have this kind of like a tendency of observing the the lifestyle that is achieving achieving something yeah. and doing something that is balancing healthy uh, patterns yeah. that we can uh, bring to their lives. It's uh, it's bringing more balance, let's say. Absolutely. Yeah. So our intention with uh, these meditations is that you can, after today's podcast, that you have something that you can take in your pocket where you download it or have it available to you and your kids that, you know, as Yana mentioned in the in the meditation, <clears throat> you know, wherever you are, if you have that piece of time that you can once in a while, instead of going over your to-do list or, you know, whatever it might be that uh, you feel you have to do, making sure that you cut out some time just, just for you. Mm-hmm. And then as well that uh, when those days seem harder, 
uh, it can be a really fantastic thing to incorporate something with you and your children mm. so that it doesn't get lost mm. in the day. And that mm. uh, that's something I learned. If I want to do art, mm. I need to do something with Ella. Mm. If I want to create some recipes, we do it together. So it'll be really neat to see. I'm, and I'm looking forward to oh, actually, hopefully, that some people will try these meditations, mm. maybe even for the first time, trying something and let us know what their experience is. It would be yeah. really nice. So yeah. I hope some of you can write in and let us know. We can pass it on to Yana and yeah, see would, how the experiments go. <laughs> I would love to hear how this works for you guys. For those, they haven't tried any yoga or meditation. It seems not so familiar for you. I want to say meditation is nothing but relaxing on your sofa with yeah. <laughs> your mind open, eyes could be closed. And that's that's just it and just follow the instructions and follow the imaginations and you actually can find it much easier than it sounds because maybe it sounds a little bit like profound or intimidating you or know just having to sit there and exactly you don't have to cross your legs in any way just place them on the ground that's actually better mm-hmm. because you ground yourself when your feet are on the ground so it it can be easier for you than you think and don't be afraid of cutting off your chores or something (laughs) just go and have your own time because you deserve it you uh, you work so hard for your family and often myself including uh, included we are beating ourselves for uh, doing it more more perfectly uh, more good we are we should be this 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 no we shouldn't yeah take exactly. your time I'm reminding myself as well <laughs> me too take your time for this and let us know I would be really happy to to read how this works for you yeah and it's really uh the word meditation is a bit like prayer for me or there's so many things that are meditation like fishing or going for a quiet walk or turning off all the sounds in your house. There's so many versions of meditation. This is one of them. It's a reminder. It's a guided meditation as well so that it allows you to relax. You don't have to do the work. Yana Mm -hmm. kind of guides you along in a safe path, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And whatever your belief system is, um, meditation doesn't interrupt that. It's just Mm -hmm. about, like Yana said, relaxing, quiet, peace. So you can take your beliefs along with you and include that in the meditation as well. Totally. It's just meant as a reminder. And, um, you know, if there's one thing I can say is whether it's a 20-minute one, and maybe we'll even do short ones, and really short ones in the future, or you'll create little ones for yourself. Like you'll do part of it that will even just kind of remind you, and you have three minutes is all you have between things. Yeah. I've noticed that taking that time, that kind of giving that to yourself keeping that balance between everything helps my relationships. Yes. It helps my uh, clarity of mind, even when I'm absolutely exhausted. Like today I woke up at four, mm. but I still find that it, it clears the way it sweeps out the cobwebs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of us are making a lot of decisions and choices and transitions. And it really, especially if you've got big things going on, I find that without taking that quiet time or meditation it's much harder to manage the emotional situations absolutely. or the tri- tired days so absolutely um, mm-hmm. I hope mm-hmm. this can be a, a good little gift for all of you I hope so thank you Yana thank you <laughs> 
I really enjoyed this afternoon with Yana. It was powerful. I haven't meditated that long in a while. It was just sort of a residual effect from doing the recording, uh, multiple recordings with Yana. This is not a typical format for us. It was something about the 11th episode and the inspiration to incur both encourage Yana in her own um, movement and her work and also to give us a place to connect in with mindfulness with our family even if it's just once in a while I'd like to do episodes like this where we can be working on conscious behavior with ourselves our children and our family my experience was after we did this recording, of course, I tried it with Ella, and I was surprised that she actually wanted to do a lot of it by herself. She uh, grabbed the speaker, and she wanted to hold it herself, and she grabbed the phone uh, when I turned off the internet and all that. That's my thing. And um, she wanted to listen to She kept saying, Auntie, Auntie Yana. So maybe she can be Auntie Yana for some of you as well. And the kids will enjoy listening to her voice and take that time for themselves and cuddle up with you at the same time. And that's what we did. And the next time she wanted to cuddle up a bit more. So, you know, you can see for yourself what makes sense with your family. Again, remembering this is just a mindful practice. This is not conflicting with anything that your belief system um, is also powerful and can be incorporated into it if you have a different uh, spiritual belief. So, we're meant we're uh, our intention is to supplement what you already have going on in your life, and this is only six minutes or so. So it's uh, meant to kind of be squeezed in. Ella, this is about her maximum. I would say she might have been able to go a tiny bit longer, but she's now almost three. So. Every kid has their own attention span, and we'll see. We're planning on doing more meditations going forward for the different age groups of kids so that they could do it on their own. So more grade school age, middle school, upper school, and you know, then we're kind of moving into other phases. But maybe we also do something for university. Having coached kids of all these ages, have taught, having taught kids of all these ages and interacted in my own life, like many of us, um, we have some different thoughts on each age group and maybe we could do the same for adults with all the things that we work with at different ages and phases of our lives. And that's something we can consider going forward. Just want to thank you for joining us today. And, uh, you can look in the podcasts, uh, part one through five, you will have available. Oh, is it? Yeah, five. <laughs> uh, we have both Czech and English today. Since we are living in the Czech Republic in Prague, we really wanted to include our local community as well. Maybe in the future, we can do more in other languages like Spanish and whatnot. So let's see. Everyone, have a wonderfully imperfect day. Thank you for listening to Imperfect Parenting and our Imperfect Podcast. For show notes links to things we discussed, our blog, and more, please go to our website at www.imperfectparenting.net. If you have questions, comments, or stories you'd like to share, please go to our social media on our page 
or write us at info at imperfectparenting.net. We would love a review on iTunes from you and might have a couple surprises at the other side. So IP parents around the world, keep having a wonderfully imperfect day.